0: Welcome back into the nation. Let's go right to the phone lines, and it's our pleasure to work. welcome to the show, head basketball coach at Tennessee, Rick Barnes. Rick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. How about you? Doing great, man. I, I, let's get right to it. I know it's been a challenge for all coaches, ba- football, basketball, what have you, to, to navigate through uh, the, the COVID climate, just to practice, to play. What for you guys, as you guys get ready to open the season next week, against charlotte rick has probably been the most challenging
1: well again chris i think it's what you just said we've all had to deal with it you know the stopping goes and it's been like that and it's just, since we've gotten back in the summer and we went for the longest of times where we did not have a whole team together and over the last two weeks we finally have been able to get most everybody out there but then you start running into guys that get banged up a little bit from the injuries and they're out for different kind of reasons and but as you get closer, you know, we're now we're testing three times a week. We've actually tested four times this week. And I tell you, when you start getting a little sniffle or runny nose, your eyes itch or something, it just starts playing habits with your head if you haven't had it. And uh, But otherwise, I think our guys are excited. I think they're looking forward to playing. And uh, it, it's here. And I just hope we can get going and get it in.
2: Hey, Coach, it's Austin. Uh, you were preparing for that SEC tournament game. Uh, when you guys found out that you were not going to be playing, it was right before the game. You, you see that in college football this week. You know, Clemson and Florida State are an hour and a half from kickoff, and all of a sudden they're not playing. How, is there a way to like talk to your kids about like we got to stay focused, but we can't get too high where if a game gets canceled that it you know it, it bothers us?
1: You know, again, I've said all along. I think we'll learn some things from football, and I think one of the things we'll learn from what happened at Clemson is that you don't leave until you got all your tests off. You know. I think that's something that, cause I think they were down there, right? It yeah, way that's out right. Understood it. They were there. So I think the fact is, if at all possible, you want to have the test results in before you leave campus. And, but, uh, yeah, we, we talked about it, you know, and, uh, uh we, we've had to do it with practice you know, right when we thought we were getting things going, you know, we're really starting to get up and down the floor a little bit more. We, we lost some guys and contact tracing and all that. And so we had to revert back to, a little bit more four-on-four half-court situations, so, but I, I think that's kind of the norm with with where college basketball has been to this point. And as you know, some games have already been canceled, and I don't see any way possible that uh, non-league games will be made up, especially as we keep moving forward right now. It just there's no space to get it done, and uh, then we can get through the non-league, get some of these games in. Hopefully, once we all get in the conference play, will it'll be okay too
0: hey rick it's chris again you know when you bring in freshmen especially guys who have been highly recruited and everybody in the country wanted like some of the kids you brought in this year i know as a coach you love guys who are coachable who want to be pushed who want to be challenged along those lines what have you seen from some of your new guys from keon from Jaden springer and those guys as you guys dive into practice I think
1: Chris, just what you just said. I, I, I do think they're they're really good kids, and they want to be coached. They want they, they have a lot of competitive fire about them, and they want to be good. They they want to, uh, but they're and they're coachable. They they realize. I think each day that goes by, you know, I've got more to learn than I ever could imagine. The game is different. You know, there's more length than I've ever played against. Those gaps close up quicker than I've ever seen them close before. You know, I'm learning how to play every possession. You know, you got to finish it with a block out, or got to get to the offensive boards, and then you got to convert. I don't think they've ever understood conversion, which is pretty much, I would say, for most high school guys. But uh, the fact is, when they really want to be good, and our older players who have been around, like Josiah James, is a different player now than he was a year ago. He everything that he went through a year ago. Jaden, Dion, you name it. you know, B.J. Bailey's a newcomer. He, he's been around a little bit more, so he's, and he's been with us a year. That makes a big difference. E.J. Bailey, all those guys are learning that it's a different game than they've played in the past.
0: Yeah, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, Rick. You told me a story the other day that I loved about Keon. He, he turned the ball over, and you were tired of seeing him make some of the same mistakes, which freshmen are going to do. And you, you said something about, hey, you think you're ready to go to the league? And what did he tell you? What was his response? I loved his response.
1: Well, it, it was great. You know, He had turned the ball over a couple times, He he actually to turn it over the – the same way, and I'm I'm bad and pretty good, and I said, you don't have any idea how to play the game, man. I said, you don't understand taking care of your teammates. You don't understand taking care of the ball. You can't make the same mistake back-to-back like you just had. You're taking two possessions away. I said, do you understand that? And he looked me dead in the eye. He said, I do, Coach. That's why I came here, because I knew you'd teach me how to play. <laughs> There's not much response to that. That's a, that's a pretty good response, you know? Yeah,
0: that's a great one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Rick, Rick, it's yeah. Austin again. When you... When you look at a guy like Josiah, you know, he came in with such expectations on him. And a lot of times some of that stuff's just unfair for kids, but it's inevitable with the way recruiting happens, whether it be with football or basketball these days. Um, how much do you, do you kind of lean on guys like, you know, Eves, uh, you know, John Fulkerson, and, and say, look, Josiah, I know it didn't happen the way you maybe it felt. You didn't fall into this easy year where you averaged 17 and 12 like you wanted to, but look how much these guys have progressed. Just kind of hang in there and stay the course.
1: Well, and that's awesome. You're right. That, that's happened with Joe Seig, and everybody was expecting him to come out and just dominate for some reason, and it's all because of recruiting. But the fact of the matter is, a year ago, I would almost compare it to what I think is, you know, talk about football, putting a quarterback out there before he might be ready and he's going to get dinged up. Well, last year we had to put him out there, and he got dinged up. Because he wasn't ready to play the minutes, understanding the details that go into it, understanding he's playing a whole new game like these guys are, and we do have more depth this year, which I think in the long run is going to help these younger guys because they're not going to have to stay out there and take a beating when they're not, you know, when they and because he lost his confidence, there was no doubt that a year ago Josiah went through a period where he had lost his confidence, but he got it going back again at the uh, end of the year. And then he was able to build on it uh, throughout the preseason and what he needed to do. So, I'm like you said, ease. And uh, but ease and John Fulkerson a year ago, they had never been in a position where they were counted on to play big minutes and, and play. They let us play through them. So last year was a whole new experience. And he throw in Santi, who came in, and his story still remarkable. You know what he did. But we had to keep changing and changing, and we finally got it settled in at the. Uh, Really I thought the turning point for us last year was the Kansas game where we started understanding the details that go into winning and certainly understanding what went into losing. But uh, once we got some consistency and, and Josiah, but he but he definitely got dinged up a little bit mentally because of just the fact that he wasn't ready to put in as many minutes as he had to.
2: You bring in EJ Anasicki. Um, you know, obviously his sister had a nice career here with the Lady Vols. How important is it to get a player that just kind of is one of those glue guys that goes and gets the fifty-fifty balls that you know doesn't have to have the ball in his hands to have an impact on the game? It's, it's
1: really important. I mean, and he, we have two of them. We got one inside, one outside. And he and and uh, ticket Devontae Gaines. You know, those guys are going to go get you some extra possessions. They they work hard that way. But uh, EJ, again, he's going through an adjustment from playing where he played a year ago to where he's on the floor now with a lot of links, a lot more athleticism than he's ever played with. And what's going to be fun about all these guys we're talking about is watching their growth like you do every year. And But I do think that the older guys are helping them. And we, I actually we had a team meeting a couple of days ago and we got on our older guys because we didn't feel like they'd done enough to help these guys. And it's not a matter of really just surviving yourself. you got to – you got to think about, you know, when my teammates getting hit pretty hard for whatever reason, i got to be there for them and help them. And, and since we've had a couple of really good days of practice where I think guys have gotten out of themselves and out of their own way and starting to think about what what we've got to do as a team to win.
0: We're talking with Tennessee head basketball coach Rick Barnes. Rick, um, I know uh, Folke really played well down the stretch last year. You told me recently, though, that you felt like he had improved that much more. Where do you think he's improved the most and will be an improved better, uh, basketball player this year. I think, really, Chris, his biggest improvement just comes with his desire to he got
1: back what he had when he got here. He had definitely lost that fire to want to be a, a big-time player. You know, he came here with, you know, I've said before, he was higher, highly, higher more highly recruited than Grant, all those guys that are now playing in the league. And when he got hurt at 10 months where he really took a step, you know, I mean, it was just hard on him. And I, I think I underestimated emotionally what it, where he was. But uh, last year in January, he, he, you could see it coming. And now he really kept that throughout the off-season. when we finished up. He, he's worked harder than he's ever worked the last few years. He's, uh, he wants to be a difference maker. And uh, he really is, has a really good basketball IQ. He's a guy that, you know, that can change a lot what we do on the offensive end because of his movement, the fact he can pass the ball it better than people think but yet he's, uh, he's, he's he needs to show that he can knock down some threes which he's capable of but he's also a player that knows where he his sweet spots are on the floor and he's going to try to get you there
2: Rick I think you, since since you arrived I think you and, and everybody around the program have done such a good job of letting the players in the program connect with the fans and kind of get to know them. I mean, everybody knows Fulkerson loves to go to Pals, and, and everybody, you know, you know, loved Jordan Bowden's, you know, you know, personality and stuff. During this year where fans are going to be very limited to come to the arena and, and, and it, what would be sold-out crowds is going to be so sparse, how do, you, how do you still connect with the fans in this year, and, and how much does it just kind of blow that, that you've got this unbelievably talented team and, and they're not going to be there to experience it with you?
1: Well, you know what I told these guys the other day, uh, Austin is at this. You know, we're picked to win, and we got a, we're coming off a team that lost 16 games, but yet we have a couple good young newcomers, and everybody all calls because, because that they think we're going to flip the weight around so I said it's unfair to you guys that you got a big bullseye on your back before you even get started. But you have to embrace it. It's something you got to want to do it. But you better understand it. When people have expectations, it only helps you if you embrace it and go after it. And with our fans, I like to steal a line from Mac Brown that he used all the time at Texas. He said, uh, "Come early, be loud, and wear orange." And uh, we need our 4,000 fans doing that every single night. And, our, and he talks about our guys acting really, truly awesome. Our guys love it. They love they love being out and about town, even though they've had to obviously cut it back because of the COVID. But our guys, and I'm proud of them. We're proud of the kind of guys that we have and who we have. And we want people to get to know them because we think we've got a lot to offer not only to our university but to the community. And so we're excited when they get a chance to let people see who they are.
0: All right, Rick, we're going to get you out here on this one. Uh, your take on playing the NCAA tournament at, at one location there in Indy. What, what's your thoughts? You know, Chris, I'm not
1: sure if it, if when they say one location, are they talking one building or are they talking Indianapolis? Right. Because I do know this. I do know this. After the first week, you're down from 68 to 14 teams. I mean, 16 teams. Right. Which is easy done. So does that mean the first – round games, are they going to use Butler? Are they going to use IUPUI? Are they going to use... And and there are some phenomenal facilities around Indianapolis where we go recruiting that have just great buildings that you can do some things in. I don't know how the fans will work there, but I, I think they'll work it out. I think it's the best way to do it. I really do. I think it's just the easiest way to do it, get everybody in one place. They obviously know they're going to have to take care of 68 teams around that site. I'm sure they've been on it from the from the very beginning because they, they knew how important it is to have this tournament. But uh, it's a good place. Uh, Indy, Indy has always done a great job of the Final Four. I'm just not sure if it means everything's going to be in that one dome or they're going to use the other. But uh, I think it'll, I think it'll, it's a great place and it's a great idea to do what they're trying
0: to do. Well, listen, man, we really appreciate your time tonight. And uh, getting you out of here, I'll, I'll give you a message. Our good buddy Tony White said to tell you that he's been working on his one-on, one-on-one free throws, all right?
1: Well, he needs that, and I, 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 you got to vouch for him. Does Are his ribs as good as he says they are?
0: They're awfully good. They're awfully good. I don't know that they're 90% right. good at what he shot free throws, but they're pretty darn good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got
0: you. Rick, thanks, Appreciate brother. You guys. All right, Appreciate man. it. That's head basketball right, coach Rick Barnes joining us tonight on The Nation. We'll.